One of the most difficult things of teaching online is building connections with your students. In the physical classroom, we have the campus, the coffee hours to mingle, the lunch break to chat with friends and colleagues, and so on. In the distance classroom, this might be more challenging and it can be hard to find spaces to connect with the students and with professors. And this is especially true for the asynchronous classroom where you don't have even time to get to know your students before lectures start. Now, it doesn't mean we have to forget about connections when doing online classes because learning is a social process and relationships are crucial. So building connections in the online classroom is really important and is beneficial for learning and of course for teaching. In this episode, we are going to talk about four ways of making better connections with your students in the online classroom. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Hybrid Professor. My name is Marie-Angel Ferrero and I am your host. In this episode, we are going to talk about four ways of making better connections with your students in the online and hybrid classroom. Okay, so let's start with strategy number one. One of the best way of creating connections is building a community creating a sense of belonging and a safe, nurturing, supporting environment is crucial for learning because learning is mainly a social and emotional activity. And it doesn't take the latest technology or complex activities to create a positive learning community. It's way easier than you might think and is full of benefits, both for the learner and the educators. Now, community is not something you build from one day to another. It takes time, Mutual sharing and trust are essential. That sounds great, right? But how do you create this um, sense of community in your classroom? So researchers says there are four essential elements for a community to be built. So first is mutual interdependence among the members. So showing your students how their behavior and attitudes impact other members of the community. Show them how they can work as a group towards goal and how they can support each other. Rely frequently on peer learning and group work to create interdependence and encourage a sense of belonging. The second element is connectedness and trust. Students need to learn to trust you as an educator and each other. I mean, this is crucial for learning. So you need to give your students a space to mingle and get to know you and their classmates. You know, something you can do at the beginning of your class is, I don't know, using storytelling techniques and make time for introductions. Maybe students can share their fears, their emotions and expectations. So I usually do is like, I put a slide of myself, like with a, you know, funny picture of me and some uh, data about me that are probably not related just to the topic itself, but also, you know, to my hobbies, what I love, what I am outside the classroom. So this gives them the idea that I'm one of them, you know, like a regular person. 
The third element is interactivity. The more the students have opportunities to interact with you and with each other, the more they will feel connected. So you have to find spaces for them to interact both during the lecture hours, but also outside the lecture hours. So you can plan for group activities and learning games. You can also use back channels and forums like Slack to maintain the interaction even outside the classroom. And this will create interdependency, trust, and will help find the feeling that they are isolated or that they are, you know, like all alone in the world of learning. The fourth element is shared values and goals. A community can only work well if the values are shared by all their members. So give the students opportunities to set up their own shared goals, their own values and agreements at the beginning of the course. Um, these common goals are going to be crucial to building trust and connections among students. And they also develop a sense of responsibility because these students are really kind of, of deciding what are the goals they want to achieve during the lectures and they are deciding on the values they want to, you know, encourage in the community so they feel responsible for this instead of you just saying what are the goals they should attain and what are the values they should be sharing and so on. So it has to be done by the community itself. And I think this is really, really important for making this sense of belonging much stronger. Okay, so again, for building a community, you'll need interdependence among uh, members, connectedness and trust, interactivity, and shared values and goals. Now let's talk about strategy number two. Something I really like to use uh, for making connections with my students is social media. Now, I'm not an influencer on Instagram or on TikTok or on whatsoever platform, but I really think it's important to be in platforms that students are and are more comfortable with. Um, so my social accounts are mainly for teaching, so I don't publish um, nothing that is too personal, but I do publish some things like about me that might be outside the teaching, uh, you know, environment uh, just to show that I'm a, like a normal human like they are and it's also a way like to encourage like more informal conversations with uh, students. Uh, I also publish uh, things that are related to, to the topics I teach in class and I keep it really practical like mm, just to, to connect what I do in the classroom with what I do outside the classroom. And it doesn't need to be anything too elaborated, you know? It's uh, just creating some visuals and videos, maybe funny TikToks that you can do during class or about yourself, or even, you know, creating quiz and polls and challenges in Instagram uh, to make your students interact with you outside the classroom and take it like in a more, um, less less formal you know uh, way of communication you can use instagram to post beautiful visuals that you create in canva related to the lecture topics visuals are a great way to engage your students and more effective for learning than you know your slide deck so they can you know remember concepts and you can make them like 
think and study while they go through your Instagram posts. My favorite feature of both TikTok and Instagram are the reels, you know, the 15 seconds to 60 seconds videos that you can use to explain um, a concept or give real life examples or recap on a specific topic. There are plenty of ways you can use these platforms to engage with your students and, and like to keep the conversation going even outside the classroom, but mainly, you know, to, to keep this conversation in a kind of informal way. You can also hold live sessions on both TikTok and Instagram or even Twitter. And this is a great alternative to, you know, your office hours or Q&A sessions. So you just can go live, you know, on a planned schedule with your students uh, so that they can join and ask you questions and you can, you know, uh, answer questions and just record that and put it in the highlights of, of your account so that they can come by and see it whenever they want. What is important here is to keep it casual and also remember that not everyone is on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. So you have to be able to have all the resources or all the information you post on this media. Also, like in your traditional um, courses or traditional channels for those students that are not in social media. Okay, let's move to strategy number three. Most of the learning happens outside the classroom, so it's really important to keep the conversation going even after lecture hours. So that's strategy number three. Keep the conversation going. And I'm not talking about sending emails to your students, right? But giving them an appropriate space to share their thoughts, their doubts, questions, feedbacks or comments they may have before, during or after the lecture. So there are plenty of ways you can continue with the conversation. Um, you can use back channels, like as an informal way for students to interact with the educator and their classmates, as an online forum designed to complement the classroom activity. You can use Slack, you can use Discord, Wakelet, or any other messaging system. Um, you can also create a specific channels to discuss topics that are not directly related to your lecture, but that are crucial for students like mental health, stress, or any other specific struggles. So you can create, for example, channels in, in Slack uh, for those specific topics or on Discord. This also works really well. But my favorite way of doing this is through audio channels, like to have a, an audio conversation and you can use Thint for doing this. So it's just um, an application that uh, lets you create audio conversations, audio chats with channels. So something like Slack, but imagine that in audio. And um, you can invite your students to share their thoughts about whatever um, they are working on or even just having like this informal conversation and they can send you messages that other um, classmates can also listen to or they can just be directed only to you. So it's a really great application. You will find the link uh, to the application in the description of the episode. So again, what is important here is to keep that conversation going, whatever um, tool or application or mean you use, 
What is important is to let your students know that you care, that you are there for them, and that um, they can reach you. Because this is really important, knowing that they can reach you even uh, after lecture hours, because they this is where they might find most of their struggles or most of the questions. And I know it's something that uh, we all have to experience is that most of the students, they don't have questions during the lecture or they are shy to participate. But uh, when they are alone studying or trying to solve a, you know, a problem or doing a, an exercise that you let them is where they have most of the important questions or where they want to give or have feedback. And these um, back channels, this is what they work for and what are great is to, you know, let them know that you are also there outside the classroom. Sometimes it takes just a short encouraging message to let your students know that you are there and that you will help them overcome the challenge of remote learning. So I like to check up on my students regularly and I just, you know, send a message. I make groups, maybe you can be through WhatsApp or Instagram or as you know, Slack, Discord, and these other platforms. And I just give them, you know, like a short message for the week to know how they are if and to ask if they have any doubts or struggles or if they want to talk about expectations and so on. So remember that like you, they miss the connection of being in the physical classroom. Like you, they are humans and they need, you know, encouragement and they need socializing and so on. So keep in touch with them and just try try to be like like if you were in the physical classroom. Okay, let's talk about the fourth and last strategy. Most of the time, remote learning is all about asynchronous activities and there is brief space to get to know your students or for your students to get to know you. And it's just a matter of time because even in lectures that are held completely on Zoom or other video conferencing platforms, there's not never enough time to make proper introductions and create connections, right? Like it's really difficult to connect with your students when they have their camera off and their mic off, like you are just talking to black squares on Zoom. And while sometimes you can blame that to the lack of motivation of students, I also know that some of them are really struggling behind those uh, black squares. Others are just hiding and others might not have the proper equipment or connections. So it's not just a matter of disengagement, right? So we have to find ways of making these connections beforehand. So I find that uh, video introductions and video recaps are really a great tool for making these connections happen before uh, we get into the, you know, the core of the lecture. So I usually have a platform where I make uh, or ask my students to share their introductions on those platforms before we start the class. And there are plenty of platforms that can be used for this. I use Flipgrid, which is a social learning app that is free for educators, where you can create and share short videos with uh, your class, you know, depending um, on the topics. Uh, so you can create channels and topics for your different classes. 
So I often start all of my lectures by posting an introduction video where I introduce myself, the class topics, the major goals, and the teaching approach I use, right? And then I ask the students to respond with a video where they introduce themselves, they share their expectations about the course, and they tell me one or two things they would like to address in class. But you can also add something fun, right? Like uh, talk about the hobbies or talk about, you know, your life outside the classroom and so on. So you can do this before starting the Zoom lecture or, you know, if it's an asynchronous uh, lecture, you can just post that in the first week. So all students start by knowing uh, who is the, the educator behind the class, but also get to know the people they are going to work with during the semester. And this is really beneficial for everyone, for the students, because again, they get to know their classmates and know a little bit more about the person who is behind the screen uh, giving the class. And it's great also for you because it gives you a hint of what are their expectations in terms of learning or any special needs they may have. And this activity can also be held at the end of a lecture or the end of a week to reflect on the learning process and what has been learned. And this video activity can be held all throughout the semester. You can transform traditional written assignments into oral video discussions, and this will reduce the feeling of teaching to complete strangers and being alone in the journey. So video introductions, recap, and conversations are a great tool for making connections with your students. Okay, so that's it for today. Thank you for having me in another episode of The Hybrid Professor. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And again, don't forget to tell me what are the strategies you're using to connect with your students in the online classroom. Leave your message, your feedback about what works well for you and anything you think uh, will help us um, improve our learning and teaching experience in the virtual classroom. Again, all the links to the applications I mentioned in the podcast are available in the description of the episode. Subscribe to the podcast and follow me on social media if you want to know more about tools, tips and strategies for the hybrid classroom. And stay tuned because on the next episode we are going to talk about Zoom fatigue and how to deal with it in the online classroom. See you soon!